We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. B. Mitchell Finley, 106.7 The Fan, 11 o'clock. Practice for the Washington Commanders set to begin in about an hour, a little less than an hour, 45 minutes or so. Um, plenty to discuss today. The Wiz are hot. We're going to talk with Chase Hughes at 12.30. Peter Rosenberg is going to join us at 1.30. Reggie Langhorn, former Browns player, hosts a Browns show back in Cleveland, going to join us to talk about the Brownies at 1 o'clock. Right now, though, joined by our friend Mike Phillips, Richmond Times Dispatch. Philly does a great job covering this team. Hello, Michael. How do you do? I was surprised when you had me on for 18 minutes of AutoZone Liberty Bowl talk, but I, I am here <laughs> for it. I'm fired up, ready to go. Um I, a hell of a comeback by your Jayhawks, but they left it just a, a, a hair short. I'm not mad. It, it, you know, like, I'm not the guy who's going to get worked up over losing the AutoZone Liberty Bowl in the third overtime. It, yeah. it, <laughs> my favorite part, though, you know, they, they have the big comeback. There's the onside kick with a minute left. I don't know if you saw it. The Arkansas strategy was to have everybody blocking the Kansas guys and then have one guy pick up the ball. And they kicked it to not that guy. And everybody else is like, I, I don't pick up the ball. That's not my job. They're all just standing there while, while the Jayhawks dude runs and jumps on it. I um, I will confess that I went to bed. It, it was not the pinnacle of football strategy. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> and I'll point out that Missouri is a bunch of cowards for not playing you in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. That was our win. I want a T-shirt commemorating that. Everything else everything else was just gravy. Some teams um, just get right, a little let's scared talk about this, this time of the year, man. <laughs> exactly. As, hey, as we say in Kansas, it's basketball season. <laughs> <laughs> um, talking with Mike Phillips, Richmond Times-Dispatch. All right, Philly. Um, We framed our conversation yesterday with the news that Carson Wentz is back as the starter with two questions. Are you surprised by the move? Is it the right move? Where do you land? Yeah, obviously Ron had been hinting at this for a while, so there there was zero surprise factor. He just, I think Ron wanted to do it during the bye week between the Giants games. I I think that was when he sensed it was time, but I I think he knew the locker room wasn't ready yet. Um, He got his opportunity. He sprinted through the door. I, you know, I think that Ron is thinking about making the playoffs this year, but I think there's a small part of him that wants to know if he needs to keep Carson in the building this offseason. I really think that remains on his mind. Now, I got my answer for you. No. No, it's time, it, it's <laughs> right. time, time to keep moving. Uh, but I'm not the head coach of the team. I'm, I'm not the guy making that decision. And if that's something he's seriously considering, I understand why he's doing it. Um, is it the right move? Look, I, I think either of these guys should beat the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I, I think Heineke or Wentz. I think if you're going to be a playoff team, if you're going to talk this talk about year three, we've been improving. Um, you know, this, this is a this is a good football team. This is the kind of game you win. Home game uh, against the Cleveland Browns with with the chance to advance to a win and in game against the Cowboys. So I 
I don't know that, that you can grade it as, as a thumbs up or thumbs down on the move itself. They should win Sunday, period, no matter who's under center. And I, even though Carson's starting for the first time since week six, my grading curve on Sunday is, did they win the football game? I think they should. Well, they were two and six, two and four when he was under the center at first. If they don't win this game, how can you bring him back or even think about bringing him back? Uh, yeah. uh, to me, to, to start that discussion, he has to play well in the playoff game. They, they, like, this has got to be a three-game heater to start the conversation, in my opinion. This isn't just like he wins the next two. I think he's got to go to Minnesota and play well, too. Like I, I don't think just winning these two is enough to, to kickstart me into the conversation. Uh, we'll talk about Derek Carr. I'm sure I, I'm a hard no on Derek Carr. Like, let's get some rookies in here. Let's sort this thing out uh, or, or get a, a, you know, a Brady-level veteran. Like, I, I'm tired of these tired of bringing these guys in and, and selling us all off season only to watch them win eight games like to me cars just not that different than Carson no so like you're bringing in these kind of replacement level veterans I I think I take Garoppolo over all of them and maybe I'm on an island with that but um well at least his teammates like what, him. What, yeah and yeah. What, what worries me with Jimmy though is he gets hurt all the time but so does Carson that's what Taylor's there for yeah right look I'd re-sign Taylor I you know I what's he gonna make Five million a year? I think seven, but yeah, yeah, somewhere right there. I think five to seven is a very fair range for what Taylor's going to make. I would cut that check in a heartbeat. That's the, a great guy to have in your locker room. The only thing, the complication you get bringing Heineke back is a portion of this fan base, whether it's 10%, 25%, 40%, is going to want him on the field. And so you automatically create a little bit of, of and maybe it's only a dude like Carson that's kind of, introverted at where it's like an issue like maybe you know somebody else comes down and they're confident and they're just not worried about the backup but the only way i'm even considering bringing carson back is on a rework deal do you oh, agree with that no question no yeah. question about that yeah. but but with heineke too like heineke doesn't think heineke is is the man in that way like he he created no strife in the locker room sure and unless he gets an offer to be a starter somewhere he's going somewhere as about like Colt McCoy, man, we hear about him every every year coming in to start for somebody. It's always like the coach is always saying, saying we love having Colt McCoy here. Like, we know he's ready, and, and he also knows his place during the week. Like, I, I think that's Heineke. And, by the way, the fans next year are going to be clamoring for Howell when they start clamoring for somebody. It <laughs> yeah. will have been two years at that point. It's going to be time to see some Sam Howell. What do you think the chances are they roll into training camp with Howell actually competing for the job? I think it would have to be a non-veteran number one so i i love the idea of rolling rookie heineke howell like and, and just open this thing up and let's see what shakes out ron doesn't love that idea ron's gonna be in here in year four he's gonna need to make the playoffs i, I think it's going to be very similar to this offseason he's going to explore every avenue to get a veteran in here to get a veteran quarterback and honestly i think he wants carson to stay i think he wants carson to roll off three and to roll in with the same room um Next, you know, it's going to be time for Sam Howell to take that step forward next next training camp into competing for the job. That, to me, is a pleasant surprise if he ends up in the mix. My my vote would be, let's get a rookie in here. Let's get a rookie. Mm -hmm. Let's get Sam Howell. Let's get Taylor Heineke. It can sort itself out from there. I, I just, it, it, there's too much win now pressure in the NF. If we're talking about year four of Ron, a new owner, new owner always wants his guy. That's the that, other part of this. That's a high-pressure season he's about to be going into. Do you, like, I mean, you're saying bring Heineke back, this and the other. Do you see Heineke as an answer 
for the future beyond like a backup role and things like that. Because if he's not that, eventually you have to move from him as well. I I don't see him as an answer, and I don't think you have to move on. I think there's merit in a 17-game NFL season in having a really good backup who can give you five games a season and you know what you're going to get. And that's, that's the end of the sentence. That's all it is. Like I, I mean, we've seen teams go for that. I mentioned Colt McCoy. Andy Dalton certainly has found a role doing that. Joe Flacco's bouncing around doing that. It's 17 games. We've got quarterbacks running more than ever. You need a backup quarterback that can give you five games a year. If you don't, you're in trouble. I agree with that. I really do. Uh, talking with our friend Mike Phillips here from the Richmond Times-Dispatch. You can follow him on Twitter at Michael P R T D. Let's zoom out of the quarterback position a little bit. Um, where do we know they're really good? Receiver? Sure. D-line? Yeah. I think they have a pretty good secondary when everybody's healthy. Absolutely. I, I think we've seen they struggle mightily when Cam Curl's not on the field. But when, when you talk defensively, Deron Payne, is about to get seriously paid. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I pointed something out yesterday that the Atlanta Falcons are seventy million under the cap, and that's before they could probably Ooh, make some moves damn. to get even get even lower. <laughs> like Marcus Mariota is fifteen million under cap. You think he's coming back next year? <laughs> um, Eighty five. I think we got to be realistic about what the market looks like for Payne. Mm-hmm. What would you do there? I'd franchise tag him. I, nobody likes that answer. The player doesn't like that answer. The fans don't like that answer. Um, historically, you don't franchise tag defensive tackles because right. you got to pay him pass rusher money. The market's about to go bananas for defensive tackles. I know you said that. Ben Standick's written a lot about that. Everybody sees that the market for run stoppers is going to be... Especially when they can rush the passer, too. Yeah. My goodness, the number of sacks he's going to end the season with. He's going to get to double digits, which is really remarkable at that position. So if the franchise tag number is $24 million, I think there's a chance he ends up... His long-term deal is is average 24 a year, average 24 So I believe the do tag you think they want to do that, though? Because I've noticed this team, like they have, they decide who they think is the top guy. I don't know if they just willingly give him $24 million, although he probably deserves it. You know, you have Fedarian Mathis coming back next year. I don't know how you, you know, I, I would think they feel good about him. But but given the opportunity between spending $24 million on unknown free agents and spending $24 million on a sure thing in Deron Payne, I think you can easily justify spending I mean, look, I, I was beating the drum for you can't sign Brandon Sheriff at the number he was going to get. But, boy, they kind of regret that. Yeah, like, totally. I, I think I might have been wrong on that one. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll stand. I'll, I'll raise my left you hand were. on that one. I think I was left wrong about up. Brandon Sheriff. <laughs> yeah. Ask the quarterbacks. They'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Ask Scott Turner. Um, well, and then you get into a situation where if you're going to pay pain, you probably can't pay sweat, and then you've got Young two years down the line. And that's a lot of money for a D-line, but you could win a lot of games with a dominant D-line. And it's just a complicated situation. One guy that I think you'd like to see get a deal done is Cam Curl this offseason. Absolutely. Because here's the difference with Payne versus Curl. Payne's a first-rounder that just got his fifth-year automatic extension, which is a fully guaranteed probably 14 mil. Payne's got some cash, right? Like, he hasn't gotten that huge second contract that he's about to get, but he's got enough in the bank that he can he can play hardball and either get franchised or go to free agency and just get all the money. Curl's a seventh-rounder that's never really made a big payday. 
you got to go to curl. If it was up to me, I'd go to curl in January. Yep. I'd go to curl while the playoffs are still happening, whether you're in them or not, and try to get a three-year extension done, like, immediately. And give him some guaranteed money. Give, like, show how valuable he is. That's why the Terry extension was always going to happen this offseason. Right. Third-round pick. He had never seen the money. It, it made just too much sense to give him that money in that window of time. This was the only team that could do it. He could get the financial security. They could lock up Terry McLaurin. Same deal with Cam Curl. You only get that window once with these draft picks where you're the only team that can show them the money, and they, they, they haven't seen the money yet. So, it, you know, it, it's it's smart for them to take it as well in a lot of ways. Like, I mean, Terry betting on himself, we all would have just nodded and said, yeah, Terry, Terry will be good for that. But it's also smart to get that financial security, to get that big deal in the bank. And, and, and no, it's not something you have to worry about if you get hurt down the line. I think also you got to realize, though, there's an agent there who's going to be telling them what, what the capabilities and possibilities are. And a lot of players now are starting to go there as well. I think if they go to him, they can't go to him like they normally go to people and give them a little uh, a penny any offer. They got to come in and style. offer and knock it out the box. Are they, yeah. they going to have a problem? Because you look at how many people they have to sign – we were talking about just DeBron just a moment ago. Then you come with Cam. You start naming, that money starts leaving rather quickly. Yeah, sure that, does. That, that's been their style historically is to low ball. I, I think that's where the ownership produces a weird offseason, too. Uh, you know, it's Who's signing the checks, man? Who's signing the checks? Who's authorizing the money? Sinus, signing bonus money is paid right then and there. If you know you're going to sell the team in two months, you, you you cutting a big signing bonus check to somebody? Not to mention signing bonus money is is a check immediately. Whatever's guaranteed in that deal has to go into escrow. Yeah. So it's a Deron Payne deal, let's just use round numbers and say it's five for twenty yeah. with three years guaranteed. You have to pay him twenty five mil probably and put another what is that thirty five mil into escrow. By the way, the Terry deal is fascinating in its structure. They didn't sign it until after the league year started, so the escrow doesn't start until the next league year. And a bunch of Terry's guarantees don't trigger until the second day of the league year next year. So wow. the, the escrow check doesn't actually have to be cut on Terry until 2024. It, it, it's the new guy's cutting that check. It's hard to convince me that wasn't deliberate. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Um, Which means they probably knew then. Right. <laughs> Dude, if, if, if they were getting to this point, you had to figure they, between Dan and Tanya, the conversation was going on for a while. Sure. Um, all right, Mike Phillips, Richard Times Dispatch, at Michael P. RTD on Twitter. Two games left. I think you got to win them both. Sure, there are machinations that they can go one and one and still get in, but you're you're really playing with fire at that point. Do they get in? I think they get in. I, I think it's fair to to judge them on winning both, to expect them to win both. Now, I'm assuming the Eagles take care of business this week and the Cowboys are resting the starters. If the Cowboys are playing for the division and you lose to Dak Prescott slicing you up, you can live with that. But if the Cowboys are resting the starters and you got the Browns this week, it's two home games. It, it's a team that's allegedly pretty good. I think we've talked about that. Look, there are flaws. I mean, one, one thing I'm worried about, you know, beyond just the offensive line is getting the ball to the quarterback. Period. Are it, the Cowboys the really resting their starters, though, Mike? I mean, we keep saying that. We forgot a picture. But, but, a, a picture popped up pre- this offseason and all this look, stuff. Even if they go preseason style, <laughs> even if they play them for a half. that it, They may still want to beat them. You got to win. You got to win. That. I mean, Kirk Cousins, you know, in a lot of ways, that, that was the final straw when he couldn't beat the Giants 
in that final game. The Week Gi- 17. Yeah. Giants played their starters for a half. It doesn't matter. You, If you have a home game to make the playoffs against a team with nothing on the line, you have to win that football game. Now, we're putting the car to the ahead of the horse. I know you guys both know there are reasons they can lose to the Browns this weekend. That's very, very possible. Um, but I, I think it's fair to set the expectation for this team that they win both of them, that they get the job done. And, I, you know, I don't think that the dark cloud of Ashburn lingers over these guys in the way it lingers over the fans, the callers, us. Like, these guys aren't replaying the past. I, to the extent there's a dark cloud, it's what Carson did last year at the end of the year laying his eggs. I think he's got to overcome that mentally. But I, I don't buy for a second there's any kind of like, ah, these guys always lose in these situations. I think this is a new team, a new year. And I think it's fair to expect him to get the job done. Well, even like the primetime numbers, we're all like, oh, no, they're playing in primetime. Under Ron, they've been pretty good. Absolutely. Now, there have been some blowouts. The Dallas last year on the day after Christmas. Was, they smoked him on Thanksgiving two years burger. ago. Right. But by, I think Ron's record here is like 7-3 and three yeah. in primetime. So some of that has changed. It's a new team. It's a new narrative. Uh, and, yeah, it, to the extent there's a dark cloud, it's only – from people who have paid attention for the last 20 years and not Ron and the guys in the locker room. Do you think the offense is better with Wentz? I think it's better in certain areas and worse in certain areas. I, I think probably it's a wash. It's funny. We spend all this time debating it. I think it's probably a wash overall. Look, there have been 30 and 40 yard completions that you go back and watch and you say, those should have been touchdowns. Right. Those should have been six. And I think they will be a six lot of those. under Wentz. I, I think he will put the ball where it needs to be to get the receivers in stride to, to get the six. And so they're better in that regard. I think their areas are a lot. I mentioned snaps. I mean, Taylor bailed out the centers a lot on those yep. shotgun snaps. He made nothing happen a lot of times when negative something should have happened. Wentz won't be able to do that as much. Um, I think it's a step forward in some areas, a step back in some. To me, it doesn't fundamentally change the spread, the expectations. It's is a different. It's a different guy. It's different strengths, but I, I don't know that it's better or worse. I, I tend to agree with you there. Uh, last one, because I, I want to open the phone lines up on this a little bit. Um, are you concerned about Terry McLaurin going back to his early season numbers? where he and Wentz just didn't have a lot of chemistry, and McLaurin's value, McLaurin's stats really dipped. I'm up on Logan Thomas, though. I I think Logan Thomas potentially in line for a big week. If you're talking about short throws, quick game, beating the blitz, which I think he's going to do. I think Scott Turner has a big role in that. I think he needs to dial up a game plan that gets Terry involved early, make sure he's touching the ball. Um, It's not all on Carson. I I think they're – I think they had a weird game plan early in the year, and uh, you know somebody alluded to it. Who alluded to it? That they 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 basically changed the roster or the the offense midstream this year. They basically, totally. It, I mean, know, I think Carson, I think it's Scott, a new Ron, they've all talked about it. It's a hmm. new offense. This isn't the offense that Carson ran. The question is, will they regress to their old ways, or will they stick with what's got them here? That's what B has said. Like, will they get pass happy again because they got their big arm exactly. passer in there now? Can't do yep. it. Can't do it. Um, Phillips, thank you for the time, man. I appreciate it. I'm Happy not... holidays. Congre- almost congrats on your Kansas Jayhawks. <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. You got to triple overtime in the Liberty Bowl. <laughs> Basically a win. I mean, if my Terps go to triple overtime in the mayonnaise bowl, I'll be all right. <laughs> and you don't get the mayonnaise pass. That's, that's a win-win. Yeah, that's, that's, true. That's, that's awful if you get that. Beamage said he'd get a mayonnaise pass. So no, he didn't. JP, you said that. <laughs> it's our guy, Michael Phillips, at Michael P. RTD. Thank you, Philly. When we come okay. back, let's talk Terry McLaurin with Carson Wentz. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, some dude was mad at me because apparently I stepped on the Bob Seger song the last time we were coming back from break. Uh-huh. So I'm going to let Elvis play a little here. Turn it up for him, Landfill. Satisfy me. All right, there's your Elvis intro. Hopefully, uh, Cleet Tanner appreciated that. Um, <laughs> B? Do they not know it's a sports talk radio show? I know, right? It is not and a, we had a guest who was sitting across from It's not a damn music me. show, so right. let's get that straight. Right. Um, Brian, who is the commander's best offensive player? Jerry? Terry, I, I think that's pretty safe to say. Yep. Um, and McLaurin, now he's over a thousand yards for the season. Um, he's averaging about seventy-three yards a game. Not a ton of touchdowns. He's got four touchdowns on the season. Um, <clears throat> but seventy-two catches, almost eleven hundred yards with two games left. I mean, clearly he's he's a huge part of what this team does well. Mm-hmm. And it's um it's kind of it, you can't ignore that Terry had a lot more success with Taylor at quarterback than he did with Carson at quarterback. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I did it yesterday while we were sitting here. Uh, with I'm, And I just took on the six, the first six games he had with Taylor. Okay. he was. That's funny. I did the exact same thing. He had 32 receptions, 473 yards, and a touchdown. With Carson, he had 22 receptions, 357 yards, and a touchdown. And then the last three games, it was 18 for 252 and two touchdowns, which means they started to go to him even more. Taylor goes to him more, 10 times more than Carson does in uh, six games. So going one step further, if you look at just the targets, right, like how many passes are going to Terry Mm -hmm. in the first six games, and I'm guessing you did this similar why I did it, the first six games for each quarterback is when they were like really in control. Things go- started getting a little sideways. Like you don't want to include that Niners game last week because 
Both quarterbacks played, but Carson only got a quarter. Taylor got three quarters. So if you measure those targets or catches, however you want to look at it, it's kind of skewed. So that's why I did the first six for each quarterback. Um, In the first six starts of the season for Wentz and for Taylor, Terry McLaurin got 37 targets in Wentz's first six starts. Mm -hmm. Whereas Taylor Heineke got... 49 targets towards Terry McLaurin in his first six starts. So that's two more per game, right? That's a difference of 12 targets Mm -hmm. over six games. And then think about this. Heineke's throwing significantly fewer passes than Wentz was. Yeah. In in Wentz's first six starts, he threw 40 times or more, five times. Yeah. In Taylor's first six starts, he threw 40 times or more once. So if you consider that, the the percentage of targets going McLaurin's direction are significantly higher with Taylor Heineke than they are with Carson Wentz. And I don't understand that <laughs> for the life of me when we basically see him running the same style offense. And if I'm running, if I'm throwing less and throwing to this dude more, that's a decision based off of the guy who's at the helm, at the quarterback. Yeah. Totally. Now, there is one, I think, factor in a lot of this. And and I'm not saying good or bad, but the bulk of Heineke's success, you, you know, when Taylor really succeeded was probably, you know, mid-October through mid through late November mm-hmm. when they won six out of seven. Um, the bulk of those games, Jahan Dotson wasn't playing. Dotson missed from, he was injured week four against the Cowboys, and he didn't play again until week 10 against the Eagles, and he those first couple weeks, he barely played. His snap counts were way down. It really wasn't until week 13 back in the Meadowlands that Dotson was kind of Dotson again. Mm-hmm. And so it, it it's easy to look at the numbers and say, Taylor threw it to Terry all the time, Carson didn't. But Carson was largely out there going to Dotson. I mean, Dotson's numbers early on were were pretty strong. Mm -hmm. And then when Taylor was throwing to Terry so much, Dotson wasn't on the field. Okay. Does that impact it to you? Uh, I think the guy that you're paying almost $70 million to, I don't care who's on the field. He should be getting more targets. And if I wouldn't have a problem with it necessarily – if when he was in when when Carson was in Philly, that he didn't throw to his receivers as much as he threw to everybody else, so he threw it to the tight ends all the time. All right, so he he was here when Dawson was here, but when Terry comes into camp, whatever that is, you get rid of that and you start throwing the ball to him as well. You find a way. You don't pay that guy seventy million dollars for you not to throw the ball to him a lot, because the next thing you know, people say, well, he's not getting open. He's open. And, and, and uh, you, you can look for him, too, but if you get so caught up to looking just one direction, as he did when he was up there in Philly, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna, people are going to start looking at the player a certain way when it's your decision. So do you think Terry's numbers will dip now that they're going back to Carson? Possibly. Certain people have their comfort level. <laughs> And what they like to do. And I think if he goes like he was doing it, that's how he's going to go. But 
if I'm the coach, uh, the coordinator, I'm saying you better look for 17. I mean, here's my thing. If they're running the same offense that they have with Taylor, with Carson on the field, I think you got I, – I, I think there's an, a really good chance that Carson is looking for Terry more because – I think the play action will be really effective. And I think that's kind of what you got to hope for is that, like, Wentz can't – the one thing that – I actually asked Logan Thomas about this yesterday, and he kind of just laughed it off. But the statistics will show you that Taylor goes to his wideouts way more and his tight ends kind of suffer productivity – but Wentz leans on his tight ends a lot more. You know, he likes to get the ball out quick, um, whereas Taylor kind of extends plays more often. And I I believe Terry's such a team guy that if they win and the offense moves the ball, he's going to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. But part of me wonders if Terry doesn't wish they would just keep Taylor out there. I don't know. But Logan Thomas was getting a lot of passes last year early from Carson, wasn't he? <coughs> Yeah. So I don't understand how this year all of a sudden now the, the tight end. Oh, you suffering. mean last year from Taylor? Yeah, from Taylor, I mean. I, I mean, just wasn't happening. If you look at his target share, now he missed some time too. Um, he got hurt late in the season too, didn't he? Last year, yeah. But I'm yeah. saying he missed some time this year where he didn't play a heck of a lot. I, I, I don't know, but I, I do think – I don't want to say it's a thing, but it's definitely something to watch for McLaurin because it's easy to say, oh, you know, it's no big deal as long as the offense is moving and and who cares. Mm -hmm. But, like, you want your best players to be getting the ball because, I mean, look at the Vikings, right? They have a really healthy pass offense, but they make every effort to get Justin Jefferson the ball. And that's not to say that Thielen can't play and K.J. Osborne can't play. And Dalvin Cook's not a real weapon out of the backfield. But they make an effort to get him the ball. Look at, I mean, the Rams have, go, have fallen off, right? Everybody, get, it's just a mess. They got injuries and everything out there. But last year in their Super Bowl season, McVay went out of his way to get the ball to Cooper Cup. Yeah. And that's a super healthy offense featuring a ton of people. And Cooper Cup was, was open sometimes, and sometimes he wasn't open, and they threw it to him anyway. And he caught the ball. Or think about Philly, dude. Philly's got weapons, right? Especially get Goddard back. Um, they got good running backs, but they're making a point to get that ball to AJ Brown. Yeah, early, often. I, I've said so, this before. We watch all these teams around the league. Their top guys get the ball. Minnesota, okay, Jefferson. Go to Buffalo, okay. Yeah, Diggs. They're going to throw the ball to the top guys. You know, uh, uh, this kid in uh, Cincinnati, he gets hurt. They throw it to other people. He give them back, they start throwing the ball back to him. Okay? So why on this team do we feel, oh, yeah, you don't have to throw it to the top guy? That's crazy. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think if if Carson wants to – some of it I think is designed, too, is like they get caught up sometimes in these slow-developing pass plays, and I get you want to get vertical, but – 
Mix in, I, I mean, hell, there were like three weeks out here where we were talking about Terry McLaurin running slant routes, where it was like a popular topic. Like, mix that stuff in. Mm-hmm. Just you gotta, you gotta get him the ball. Like he's that important to this operation that you gotta get him the ball. And I don't think the win streak coincided with his increased productivity was an accident. I think those things go hand in hand. Now, I do think some of this is is not particular. Like, I I think back to that Colts game where you just chuck it in the air and it's a 50-50 ball that – it was probably like a 30-70 ball that Terry Mm -hmm. just came down with. Like, I I don't necessarily need to see more of that. Like, throw it to him when he's open. And, and, I mean, B, we talked about it. There were plays – a lot of the last few weeks where McLaurin is open for probably a touchdown and doesn't get the look. So maybe that stuff will look better. Um, at high noon, it is time for Bleep You Thursday. Brian, I'm going to give a little tease of my Bleep You Thursday. Uh-huh. Who are you bleeping in? Now, you always think I'm a Grinch. I am not a Grinch. You are very much a Grinch. But my wife, we got to do one more Christmas activity last night. Even though Christmas is over, we still... Got to drive out to Great Seneca Park, which is kind of the top of Montgomery County. I don't Mm -hmm. know exactly where it is. They have this gigantic Christmas lights display. Yep. I'm going to let you know how I feel about that when we get to high noon bleep you Thursday. I think you better love it. Don't go anywhere. It's B. Bishop Finley. B. Bishop Finley, 106.7 The Fan. Ten minutes till bleep you Thursday. Phone lines will open up. Jeff Walker will answer them. Everybody can complain about I don't whatever know if that's they happening. want. Where's Jeffrey? Uh, where is he at? Left D- DMV. Yeah, the DMV. He's just across the street. Yeah, yeah. What's he doing? <laughs> you know, you know, Jeff always has something to do with tickets. Jeff always has something. That that much we know. <laughs> um, B, I, I I wanted to talk about this yesterday and it got away from me. Have you seen this Terrell Owens story? Which one? Now, listen, it's his agent or lawyer saying this. Apparently, Terrell Owens' agent is saying they're talking to Dallas about a comeback. Well, I I think I saw a few weeks ago when somebody else was doing something and Terrell Owens started talking about what he can still do. And there were a lot of players that were saying how he still runs certain speeds and I guess, you know, hey, let's see. He hasn't played in 12 years. Yeah. He is, I believe he's 50, 49. 49. He just turned 49 in early December. Pearl Harbor Day is his birthday. Um, When he last played, do you even remember the last place he played? Uh, no. I have a I guess. Find... Go ahead and guess, Landy. Was it Cincy? Cincy. You know, 20, I, I just saw the best man, the, like this little show they made it now. And uh, Lance came back at 47 years old. Maybe Terrell saw that movie and decided he's going to try it in real life. In 2010, I mean, 12 years ago, mm-hmm. this is a long time ago. In, in 2010, for the Bengals, in 14 games, he had 72 catches for 983 yards and nine touchdowns. Damn. That's pretty good. Yep. And he was 37 at that point. Yep. Um, I mean, Owens was super healthy most of his career. He he had the Super Bowl season in Philly where he broke his ankle and came back to play in the playoffs. Um, 
I, I don't buy this at all. I think it's I think you've got T.O. that likes the hype and you've got Jerry Jones that likes the hype. Mm-hmm. But it's a wild kind of fun story to even entertain. It is. You know, and but let's see. What if he goes out there and he's he forty nine B and hasn't I, played in twelve years? I know. I know. I hear all that, but still. Some people work out like they still play, and some people while they play don't work out like they even play. So we'll see. You never know. It's a it's 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 a funny story. You think story. he could actually do it? I don't know. I mean, I I, I hear people talk about T.O. You see T.O. T.O. looked like he never got out of shape to me. Now, can he go and do it? I don't know. You know, when he starts to make those sudden cuts and things of that nature, will those joints and ligaments still hold up like they used to? Don't know that. But he looks about, the part. I mean, this like I, I, I. What about just getting hit after not being hit for twelve years, and you know, like it's the like first it's, time he had, uh, a safety comes at him or something. It's it's what's instilled in him doesn't leave. Now whether his reaction time is the same, that's that's a different ball game. You know what I mean? So it's gonna come down to. You know, is he still aggressive? Yes, we saw him beat the dude up at CVS. Okay, <laughs> That's true. when the dude was sitting true. up there uh, harassing people, uh, does he have aggression in him? Yes, uh, but the thing of it is not just about looking the part, being whatever. It's about can he still react and start and stop and do those things? And that I don't know. But if you look at him, you say, okay, he probably could go out there and do something. But how effective is he going to be? That's a different story. You think this will actually happen? Don't have a clue. Because we know that Jerry loves, like you said just now, uh, T.O. loves the hype, and Jerry Damso loves spotlight. I don't see it happening. Well, um, right now, you know, supposedly judges saying you need to take this test and all this, but Jerry, Jerry trying to throw something else out there. Let me, let me uh, figure a way out. Hold on. There's a judge trying to make Jerry take a paternity test? That's what I saw in some paper. It may be real, may not be real. I didn't go to read it. I looked at it, I saw it, and I passed by it. Landfill is the arbiter of BS on this program. He cuts through it all to give us direct answers. Landfill, what do you make of a Terrell Owens return to football at age 49? Absolutely not. I mean, he wasn't good like the last two years. Let me ask you the question. I just gave you the stats from his last year with the Bengals. Could Terrell Owens be better than Dax Milne? If he's on the team, Terrell Owens could be on the damn football team. That is cold-blooded about your boy Dax. I'm just being real. Why are you going in on deck so man, hard, please, man? please, come on, dog. I guarantee you Terrell's as good as he is right now. I mean, the other part of this is how much money does it take to get Terrell Owens back on the field at age 49? <laughs> yeah. If he's making a million off the field, he'd probably be happy as hell. I don't know if he's making that right now off the field. That's true. I, uh, I don't think this thing is real at all. I think – I who, mean, Jerry talks out? all the time. I feel like if Jerry says something about it, maybe it'll become uh, – I'll take it a little more seriously. But I am uh, – do not expect I, – I do not think this is real. Not to mention, B, you talk about this um, with like, you know, if if the commanders, if Ron was going to go sign Rodgers or Brady and, and the, the way those guys challenge coaches and staffs. Yeah. Maybe it won't be their call. Maybe it's Jerry's call. But you really think Mike McCarthy has got a playoff team, a good team, really feels like dealing with Terrell Owens at this stage of the season? Who cares what Mike McCarthy wants to deal with? Mike McCarthy not running that football team. You already know that. Sure. So why now we're going to all of a sudden act like Mike McCarthy has uh, final say? He don't have no final say. 
If Phone Jerry lines are wants open. it to happen, it's going to happen. Jerry doesn't want it to happen, it's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Phone lines are open. 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. MGM, National Harbor, listener lines. It is Bleep You Thursday. You call in to talk about anything you want. Listen, I think a lot of people out there are upset about Heineke. You want to say bleep you to the folks who put Heineke on the bench? This is your opportunity. But it can be about anything. Did somebody cut you off in traffic? Did you get a red light ticket? Were people driving incredibly slow at a Christmas lights exhibit? We'll dive into all of it next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.